I'm Ari. I'm Nick. I already did an intro, but here's a new one. <laughs> and welcome to episode 54 of yes. the Postponed Podcast, uh-huh. where we are going to talk about the TV show that's not a TV show because it's a movie, 12 Monkeys. But it Before is also that, a TV show. Is it? Yes. Really? Is it really? I thought that's why you were making that joke. No, I did not know that. Yeah, I it got that adapted either. into a TV show uh, a few years ago. Oh, well. Wait, you guys didn't is... watch all four seasons of the sci-fi show Twelve Monkeys? Ah, uh, you know what? I I must have missed the memo on that one. Well, before we get into all that, <laughs> how are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm you, not Nick? chilling. I Nick's was very sick yesterday. Not very sick. I was like on a like a like a four out of ten sick. You know. And what about now? Uh, now I'm like a one and a half out of ten, you know. I, I feel it in the back of my head, but I don't feel it in my heart. You might be cough-cough sick, but you are always Red Bull sick, my guy. <laughs> so, with that, we, do we, we got a little bit of news this week, don't we, boys? We do, we do, if you'd care to introduce us to the news topics, Ari, because you yeah. are, of course, leading this episode. Yeah, um, well, sure, yeah, Nick, so... this is news topics, news topics, uh, Nick. <laughs> get to know each other thank you yeah. thank you for introducing me well you know specifically lawmakers have reached a deal on COVID-19 relief that includes a 15 billion dollar uh, movie theater relief package for live venues and ma- ma- independent theaters specifically mm-hmm. so Senate of House leaders you know came together like okay here's a deal People need more money, $900 billion, and a big portion of that is uh, has been allocated to the, you know, the theater industry and live uh, venue entertainment industry, which has been mm-hmm. struggling significantly. Yes, anyone, anyone who's been listening to this podcast within the last six, seven months has known AMC desperately, desperately yeah. needs money. <laughs> the thing is, I'm not sure this 15 15- billion dollars is gonna uh, if they're gonna get much or any of it because it's i think like designated for independent theaters and (laughs) uh cultural institutions yeah fair enough so are you saying that amc is not a cultural institution (laughs) i mean as a a huge amc fanboy you know i i I hang out there on the weekends i was born there Mm -hmm. american movie culture Oh, oh yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> no, but as as much as we want AMC to, you know, have some good news every once in a while, I'm not sure. I think they have dodged this good news, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know, there's other things going on, and this is a sad topic. Let's go to a different sad topic. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, if you want good news, I've got good news, boys. Okay, okay. because okay. every year the Library of Congress selects 25 more films to add to their uh, historic film registry, the National Film Registry, right? These are the films that define American culture, right? We have 25 of are them they? here. Uh, some of them are. <laughs> um, I can read you some of the ones here. I'll, I'll just read you the ones that I'm, I know you'll, you'll uh, recognize. Um, we got The Blues Brothers has been added. Um, we've got Clockwork Orange. A British film. Not really sure why that's on the American registry, but it's fine. Uh, Grease, you know, just a, just a classic of American cinema. Hurt Locker, which came out in 2008. Dark Knight, which came out in 2008. Um, we've got uh, a bunch of films you've never heard of, and then also the 2001 film Shrek. So Shrek is now officially Woo! 
a piece of American culture. I mean, um, I respect it. Yeah, the Shrek is now a film, you know. Once it was a movie, but now it is a film. <laughs> so you told me that Congress does this for every legitimate li The Library book. of Congress. The Library yeah. of Congress. So specifically the Librarian of Congress and their council, I guess. Yeah. Um, they have elected these films to the but most prestigious. But you say they do every single published, like officially published book is put into these archives as well? Yes, but not every officially published movie gets put okay. in. So like the Library of Congress has like 50 shades of gray in it and all yes. this like Yes, it does technically. Yes. If like my And why? My my grandmother used to be a like a second grade teacher. She has like a book about letters. That's in the Library of Congress, right? So as it every book be. ever. It's it's an American classic, you know. And how much and is there a physical representation of this library? Um like is are there actually like is every book also like, physically can you check there? Out these books, they are physically somewhere. I don't know if you can okay. check them out, but like they need to be there for copyright reasons. Well, um, the Library physically. of Babel has every book that has ever been written and will ever and be will written. ever be written and could ever be written. Um, True. This is correct. I thought this was a sub. Like, I assume this would be a segue. That oh, <laughs> you're you're saying that the Library of Babel would contain the entire article that. That you read. <laughs> that I read, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Library of Babel, according, according, according to the Library of Babel, uh, Jeremy Bullock, the original actor for Boba Fett, uh, mm -hmm. has died at age 75. Now, um, just yeah. to clarify, like when we talked about David Prowse, this is the man in the costume. This is not the voice. I did this, not know they were two different people. Yes. The man in the costume playing Boba Fett is not the person who originally voiced Boba Fett. <laughs> Um, it is just some guy. Um, Does Boba Fett have any words? I thought he just, like, screams when he falls into the Sarlacc pit. He, ha he has some words. In the fifth movie? Um, how many movies yes. does he appear in? Two. Like, okay. Well, three. But I mean, like, like... if you don't count young him, if you count, like... It's just, it's just episode five and episode six. Uh, okay. You're right. He has, like, less than maybe three dozen lines. I think Boss has more thing. lines than... <laughs> <laughs> he might, he might. No, so it's he, another he like thing like Dark Vader. So there's yes. two different actors. Dark Vader, yes. But also, if you watch the movies as they exist right now, you won't even hear that guy's voice. You'll hear New Zealand man's voice, because um, canonically now he's the son of the other guy. Um, it's just it's too much lore, too complicated. And if you watch episode four now, there's a really bad CGI job. Hey, you know what? That reminds me. I did watch. We talked about this before. I watched the the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, you did. I did. It was very short, so I watched it with Jack. Um, it's not incredible. It's it's probably exactly what you think it is, but it is very. It's 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 got some moments that are pretty great. Wait, watch um, what? The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh. On Disney Plus. Oh. The best part. It, the best part is literally Greedo shows up at some point and says McClunky, like very specifically walks in and just goes McClunky, and I thought that was great. <laughs> Um, nice. The rest of it's okay, I guess. You know, it's bad not worth. Bad for a Lego movie, then. Bad for a yeah. Well, well it's not a real Lego, Lego movie. Ninjago, Nick? I haven't seen Lego Ninjago, but Maybe I know there's a cat in it. So, as a yeah, a cat. It has a like live a action cat. cat. Yeah, like a live cat shows up. It's like a monster that they got to defeat. I don't know. Oh, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Spoilers. It's in. The... <laughs> and its name is Will Ferrell. 
<laughs> okay, I think with that Will we feral? get to go to like a feral our movie. No! Oh. no! Oh, we just interpreted two different puns then. <laughs> no, no, like Will Ferrell. Yeah, like a like no, a cat that, that is feral. That's, that's but he's just, saying that's Will Ferrell. I'm saying Ferrell like, like F-U-R. I'm saying yeah. feral like F-U-R-A-L. No, but it's a cat. It's not a feral cat, Nick. It's just a normal... How do you know? I you guess haven't you haven't seen, seen the Lego Ninjago movie. Well, <laughs> guys, guys, we're twelve monkeys. Yeah. Yes. Is it already monkeys. that Who's time? In charge of this? I, I am, I am. So I recommended this film because it was recommended to me, and I, and I've seen on a few lists like ooh, weird movies that might make you think a little bit, and, and so I'm like, all right, this sounds fun, and then I realized after I recommended that it had Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis, I was like, oh. Okay, and so a quick little quick little blurb what this movie is about. A disease eradicates like almost all the population, and there's like one percent that's trying to survive. So they send Bruce Willis back in time to try to find information about the virus so they can maybe get a cure. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Ari, what induced you to recommend this film? Not much, man. Just, it was recommended to me, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I really need a recommendation this week. And, I'll, uh-huh. and it's been, yeah, and, and again, what I said earlier about, you know, it's been on some some lists, and I've, I've heard about it, and I didn't think either of you guys had seen it. All right. I had not. Wes had, I believe. I have, yeah, I have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. But I had not seen it twice, so. True. You knew That's, when you You're it one closer to 12 to now, the, Yeah. <laughs> To get the full experience, uh-huh. but yeah. I would not watch this twelve times because my opinion of it is that it's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. You'd watch it what six times? Is that what you're saying? I, I'd <laughs> watch it a few. I'd watch it a few more times. I thought. It, I thought it was. It was a really cool premise, and it was done really well. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why it was. I wasn't in love with it. I know what kept me from that. But it just felt very enjoyable. It, for me, it felt pretty damn fine, as some people on this podcast might talk, talk about a movie. But I don't know exactly what's kept me from thinking this is a 10 movie. It's just because nothing I felt was like spectacular enough to like really catch me. There's some twists and turns in it, but I felt like they were almost you know easy to see coming. Mm-hmm. Except, I guess, maybe the end, but it wasn't like... It, 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 this, this this movie's good. That's all I can say uh-huh. about it. It's it's a very it's a very good movie. Yeah. Um. Okay. I I feel like it has potential for some reason. Like in my mind, it really wants to be like one of these great movies I like want to watch a million times. But I mean, it is a very good movie, and I can't say uh, too many wrong bad things about it. Uh-huh. So, but um, uh, Nick. All right, me. Me? Yeah. Okay. I will talk about my opinion of this movie. Um, I'm glad that you said that, Ari, uh, because I agree almost exactly. Um, I think it. I think it's good, you know? I, I didn't watch it until very recently because I was at school doing finals, and I said, you know what, why pay for it at school when my dad probably owns it? You know, he owns every movie. I come home, I said, Dad, do we have a copy of 12 Monkeys? He's like, what? No, ew. Why would I own that? I'm like, what? Because <laughs> I, I was shocked. I was like, oh, this is a movie that I thought people love. And it does have like an 8.0 on IMDb, right? Um, this movie is a Terry Gilliam film. It's, it's, not, it's not Brazil, you know? Correct. 
it, it, it's good, you know? I think it's, uh, I think it is a solid piece of filmmaking. One might even say, damn fine, is something they would say about this movie. I think it was, um, I, I'm finding it difficult to, like, praise specific aspects of it because everything that was in it was just, like, as good as it needed to be, you know? Mm. I will say that as it went on, I started to like it more. There was a point after, without spoiling anything, once he does the thing the second time, I started to like it more. Um, once he goes to World War One or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, everything after that I liked more. But, like, as he got close to the end, it kind of felt like it was doing that thing that every time travel movie ever has done, which is, like, you start noticing things that have been seen before, and you're like, oh, okay, it's just a loop, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I also kind of thought that when I saw the opening, I'm like, oh, he's going to come back to this moment, you know? But, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty solid. I would watch it four times. You know, okay. maybe maybe even six. Maybe Four out of twelve. Six. That's terrible, Nick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just saying you're you're closer now than I am. I am. Um, yeah, good movie. Great. Well, I'm glad you guys shared those opinions. Um, uh-huh. I really like this movie. I uh-huh. I think I probably like it better than you two. Um, it's not it's not the best movie. It's not yeah. Terry Gilliam's best movie. That's Brazil. It's in um, his top three, at least, that I've seen. I've out seen of the three I've seen. Two. Uh, so, it's in the yeah. top two. Um, yeah. It's also the worst of the ones that I've seen. So, it's... <laughs> I hate this movie, is what I'm saying. Um, I really like this movie. Um, I think... Uh, I really like his vi- vision of the future. It's very... Yeah. Um, it's very unique. It's not, like, high-tech, like, pristine, clean stuff. But it's also mm-hmm. not dirty, like, alien. It's very, like, plasticky. And I think that's really cool and funny. Um, mm-hmm. I also, I think that there's there's some good jokes in this. Uh, especially <laughs> when he returns, like, the second time. Um, I don't know what's going on there. But, uh-huh. uh, uh, but just, like, as a whole, plot-wise and script-wise, I really, I really do enjoy the script for this movie. Because you can interpret it as just as it is like it's just a time travel movie but you can also interpret it that you know there's some deeper stuff going on this man might be crazy um there he might not actually be going back in time this might all be in his head um Mm -hmm. that's definitely something i thought more of like the first time i think the second time i was like well it does it does work pretty tautly if you want it to be like just a time travel movie but i still think that you could have your own theories about like what this really is because there's there are some like some things in here that are like wow that's some weird coincidences or or callbacks or whatever um Mm -hmm. but i i like that it is kind of open-ended whether or not it's actually happening um and i think that you know the acting's pretty good i know a lot of people don't like brad pitt in this movie um i'm fine with him i actually i i think he's all right yeah people think he like overacts he know, shows man. up he on kinda... like watch mojo lists as like best side characters from really? films. Really? Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I I just I really enjoy this movie. Yeah. I also really like the music and uh the love theme from Vertigo is a very good song. I'll just I'll just say that. Yes. Yes. I okay. I paused to go to the bathroom at a moment, and when I came back, I had paused, like, exactly as the Vertigo scene started. So when 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 that started <laughs> playing, I'm like this kind of looks like Vertigo. Oh, this is just Vertigo. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh. Well, 
Are we ready for the synopsis of this film? I don't know. You tell me, Ari. Are you ready? Yes. Because it's got to be you. Yes. So, we open. Bruce Willis, he's in... uh, So, he he always has this recurring dream where this guy gets shot and this girl's like, No! And he's just seeing seeing that in the airport. But he's in a prison. It's in the future. He's quote-unquote volunteered to go out and collect samples when he's kind of forced to, to... so he, he goes through and he realizes, ooh, the whole world's dead. I, uh, the whole Brooklyn is dead. I'm not sure. It's probably not Brooklyn, but it's New York. No, it, it, this is the Mario movie sequel. Yes. <laughs> this is what happens when the worlds fuse. <laughs> exactly. And then all, yeah. the, all the dinosaurs get loose and then become lions and bears. Yeah, yeah. lions and tigers and bears. Oh, oh my. my. He, so he comes back from his little, uh, little thing to collect samples of life. And then the scientists give him an opportunity, which he kind of has to take to get rid of, to uh, shorten his uh, sentence forever, a pardon, a pardon sentence. And this task that the scientists give him is to go back in time. And try to eat a out, spider. Yes. <laughs> and try to collect information on what the start of the virus is. So he gets sent back in time. Apparently he's kind of a badass. So he apparently, he, like, he was stressed out and he like, just fought a bunch of cops. Either way, he's put into a mental institution, and he's given a tour by the Brad Pitt, who is has a rich uh, uncle that he said, oh, he's going to let me Father. out sometime. Father, sorry. Yes. Brad Pitt is kind of crazy, and by kind of crazy, I mean pretty dang crazy. He did, might, maybe should be in the ward, maybe. Who knows? He's actually, like, has a mental thing going on with him. Whereas Bruce Willis, he might be crazy, but... He's, he, he's in the war because he not only did he attack officers because he was confused, but also he believes he's from the future, which the audience is, t- is supposed to believe that he also is from the future as well. Mm-hmm. And then after he tries to escape, they put him in a cell where he's like shackled up and there's no way he can escape. And then he gets brought bats to, back to the future and everyone thinks he like disappeared. Mm-hmm. So the scientists are upset with him because he wasn't able to do anything except eat a spider. So, like, okay, we'll uh-huh. give you one more chance. So, they send him back to the future. Sorry, back to the past. And then, um, he's all, he's able, since he's not no longer in the asylum, he starts tracking down some clues. It's also and six he, years they, later. They sent him yes. back to the wrong year when he was in the asylum. They sent yeah. him to 90, 90, 1990, yeah. but they needed to be 1996. Yeah, so, since they're sending him to the right time this time, Except on the way there, he goes to like World War Two or World War One, mm-hmm. and he gets shot in the leg. Mm-hmm. And also, they because the pictures being taken of him, and then now he's back in 1996. He's trying to find some clues about the twelve monkeys who they, he believes is behind the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then he kidnaps his previous psychiatrist, and then he she he slowly is able to convince her that he might be actually from the future. After she takes him, like, to see some things and how he's predicted things about, like, this guy who was stuck in a well, but he wasn't. He was just in the barn and yeah. all this other stuff. And then I'll, I'll skip over some things because they're not really important. Um, he, Brad Pitt's in charge of this 12 mon- Monkeys organization. His plan was to create an apocalypse by spreading the virus. And also he's starting to believe that maybe he is going crazy because he wants to live in the past where things are nicer. Mm-hmm. And... Then they go to the airport because they want to run away and the, his psychiatrist learns to like him now. So they want to go escape to the Keys because they're wanted mm-hmm. by, the go- by the government and the police. And then he realizes that 12 Monkeys was just a front 
spoilers like that they actually had nothing to do with the disease breeding they were just trying to free the animals from the zoo but the We're real like person is a red monkey am i right uh, am i right <laughs> and then um get it because um, like a herring yes. yeah i red herring i i get it that were like a fish and then um <laughs> and then what happens like they're at the airport and then he realizes that he was the one in the dream and they recognize the person who was actually spreading the virus is someone who worked for Brad Pitt's dad, and he's just uh, an apocalypse nut, and he wants to spread the virus around. So he tries to shoot the virus guy, but he's unable to because the police shoot him, and the girl he saw in his dreams was the psychiatrist, and his young self is there watching him, and it's like, oh, what? Uh-huh. And then the movie ends. Yes. Okay. Really quickly, because I'm going to forget this. It has so little to do with the plot, but he... Is it supposed to be implied that, like, the animals getting let out from the zoo is why there's, like, still lions and bears running around New York? Yes. Oh, I didn't even... The virus did not immediately begin, right? Like, that implies that they just never managed to solve the zoo thing. <laughs> not, they had bigger problems, okay? Everyone was dying. I guess so, I guess so. 99% of the population. But, like, surely people were also dying because of lions, right? Well, yes, like, but they don't call me Shirley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so I'm curious to think about what is your is there how is it diff, how is can you interpret it to where that he's not actually from the future? Because if he's able to actually predict all these things, well, we don't we don't ever see the results of the, the, there is levels of prediction, but like even in the thing, uh, Wes probably can elaborate because it was his idea. But like I I'm think saying, I agree I'm with you. I'm saying that it might just all be in his own head, and he's just been he, this whole movie. He's just in an asylum, imagining all this. Uh huh. The whole movie, he's in asylum, imagining it. It's just a theory, and I don't even I don't even think it's true upon the second rewatching. But I think that there are things that make you think that that could be true. Um, like when the guy talks to him about being mentally divergent, that kind of talks about, and, um, and even he brings it up later is like he could be mentally divergent, like this part of him that's like in the future that's like he's just imagining that um and yeah that like this this saga um that he's going on could all be in his head yeah Um, Uh, i don't i don't know i don't know if it checks out but um well look i don't i don't think that's what this movie is but you having said that i see a lot of things that could point in that direction because even like the well thing Right? Well, yeah, that, that is one of the weird things of this movie. It's like, Here's why is why, that in this movie? Let me explain why and I his think picture. that's entirely... And the and past. The, the picture is, I don't think, and the possible bullets. to explain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's impossible to explain. But if you ignore that, right? Because <laughs> he was... Okay, let's say... let's What's the chronology if it's not real, right? He escapes in 1990, and then it's just somewhere for six years and shows up again, right? <laughs> In that time, he could manage to get shot by a man with just, you know, like, Ben Blackstone just shows up with, like, you know. <laughs> now, when he, the, the barn thing, right? The, the fake boy in the well. I hate to bring up The Simpsons, but this is my knowledge of pop culture. It is verbatim the plot of the episode Radio Bart. Um, Bart sticks a radio in a well and pretends to be a boy stuck in a well. And it turns out it was a hoax, right? Wait, what came out first? The, uh, that episode, like, <gasps> like four years, he saw right? it on the TV in the asylum, and then he, he yeah, made and it, he in made the it thing, up. he even tries to justify it, saying, "Oh, me and that guy probably saw the same thing. He would have been the right age 
1996 to have seen that, right? I'm just saying that there's things like that. And then later on, at the airport, if he is just imagining it, right, there's a guy going up the escalator, and it's the same guy who was a prison guard in 1990, right? I noticed that, and I was like, hold on. How do you explain well, yeah, that? Like, what's that, the... That's, that's what saying is... that, like, he... The reason that's there is uh-huh. the same reason that his friend is there. Is saying because he's sending other people in back because they're saying like, "Yo, you can't escape or run away. We know where you are." And then like that's why the prison guard is there. We know the prison guard isn't from the future. Yeah, he is. No, wait. Wait, there's someone. I thought. I thought the someone was from the future. Jose like, the is from the future. Player. Jose is from the future. But what, also, what about the weird old guy with no teeth? Where's he from? He's the guy that he's the voice that talks to him. See, I why think does he call him Bob? Be... Why does he call him SpongeBob? Okay, <laughs> I think that you could interpret it either way. I think it. You just have to ignore the, the, the most bullet has evidence. to make the bullet. I, look, has look, 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 Once I've seen it the twelfth time, it'll make sense. Okay, <laughs> um, because because there are some weird things. It's like we don't see anything about the future outside of this prison. So like. What is going on? Like, they all live underground, allegedly? Like, is that it? Like, all of humanity... We also see... We we do see briefly New York, but, like, we see the lion. We see... I mean, like, like, civilization people that aren't in prison. Yeah. Like, (laughs) not everyone is in prison in the future. So, and it's very unclear how he gets into prison, right? Because it's like, they just say he's violent, but, like, it makes a lot more sense if, like, oh... He's just insane. He's stuck in an asylum, and so he envisions himself to be in a prison. Yeah. Mm. I'm not saying that's why, but, like, I agree that is a way you could interpret it, and it I just feels yeah. like... Also, the phone call. The phone call. The phone call where he recites it back to her, and that helps oh, convince yeah. her. No, no, no. All right, all right, all right, all right. I agree. I agree. This is probably it's just impossible. a time travel movie, but I just appreciate that it makes you think that it's not just like as it's not like Back to the Future where it's like oh this is very clearly like this stuff in the past has a I mean it's it's a different type of time travel but like um, yeah. it's not like it just presents itself as it is this gives you a lot of doubt as it's like well think a little deeper about what's going on uh, and I like that aspect of it. yeah I feel like those aspects are not related to, for the purpose of ambiguity for the you know the viewer but more as justification for him wanting to believe he's insane later mm. in the movie, which is part of the plot, you know? It's more for him than us. Uh, maybe. I, I think it's for me. I, I, I felt then it. It's, but, but then it's like, they... Mm, him, that wanting no sense, to, him wanting to believe almost like... I'm, I'm, I'm with Ari where I can't really explain why I don't love it, you know? But I do think there are things like once he starts thinking like oh maybe i am crazy and she's like no you're not crazy like they immediate they just have this yeah, complete switch um i don't like that brad pitt comes back and it's just in a suit and like ish i love that scene but i don't like the fact that it's in the movie because it's just <laughs> so weird to have that guy be at a high society event you know i don't know there's just like little things here and there i do th- think it's funny that in the end, he's like, oh, wait, of course, Brad Pitt is way too stupid to mastermind this. Like, obviously, he didn't uh-huh. set out a virus. But then it's like, why is the movie even called 12 Monkeys at that point? You know? Because it's like calling your movie Red Herring. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like calling your movie the Maltese Falcon. Uh, okay, spoiler well, alert. Brad Pitt does have like this Maltese. following, and then there is the underground army of the it's like twelve monkeys that people know again. of. Yeah. Uh-huh. It reminds me a lot of The Fugitive too. I think Harrison Ford's relationship with Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive is very similar to Bruce Willis's relationship with the woman in this one, except instead of being chased, he's just kidnapped her and has to convince her that he's not insane until he decides to convince her that he is insane, uh-huh. you know? Um, yeah. Also, speaking of the title of this movie, that's another thing about the well, is that they send a monkey down into the well. So, like, they monkeys, do. like, it's very, it, it, they could have chosen any animal, but the fact that the name of this movie is called 12 Monkeys, and the army is the 12 Monkeys, and that that well thing is a monkey. I'm just saying, that whole well thing is weird, and I, I, I don't, don't know why I don't understand why the, the monkey is necessary, and they can't just have <laughs> well, the basket like go down. that's, like, one of the only times we see a monkey. That's, yeah, well, a monkey with an infrared camera, okay? That's now, the only time that we see, like, a living can, monkey. Uh, <laughs> Well, because we see two the, few the, monkeys in this film, no monkey content. There two is, out of there are a few stuffed like those, those, you know, those like sock puppet monkeys, the little yarn monkeys. Um, we see a few of those in the Twelve Monkeys Hideout. Um, I guess that's what it's named after. Are there just twelve monkeys in this movie? Like you get you you show me the red circles. Ooh. Twelve things you miss in twelve <laughs> monkeys. Eight parentheses. They're all monkeys. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, what do you guys think about Brad Pitt, though? In total, I like it. You like him? Yeah. In general, I he, he's. No, all I meant right. like I meant no. In this movie, I like him as well. Um, mm. No, I I, I I like his character. I mean, you know, realism. I don't know. It doesn't. There's maybe some people who are like that, but there's probably a lot of people who aren't like that. But for I'm just judging him as this character. I think it, it's a it's a funny character, and he he adds some levity to this movie. I, I said I agree. I feel like he has enough personality to where I understand why he would be so, you know, divisive and why people would love or hate him. I feel like I should have a stronger opinion about him given how wacky he is. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a very powerful and, like, pungent thing to see on screen. But I, I feel like I think I, I have, like, a neutral to good, you know, opinion of his, you know, his character. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I feel like I, he performed what he was trying to do extremely well. Yeah. Well, I think I would have thought it was better if he just didn't show up again. Like, if he just was this weird, crazy guy. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I like the performance more than I like his character. I just think mm-hmm. that it's weird that he shows back up, and then he's, like, like a weird hippie man, you know? Like, he's, like, a, one of those environmental guys that was blowing stuff up, you know? It's like, what are you doing? But... I feel like another problem I have with this film is the same issue we do in Hot Lead. Yeah. Where the main villain that was supposed to be distracted, like the red herring is all we have. But the main villain we almost get into, like not even introduced to. Like we see him like twice in the film. Uh-huh. We have like no motive or reason or anything about this person. And like he's actually like the main villain of the film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. I think they could have done a little stuff. It's like, how do you introduce it, though? Is it like when he's talking to the TSA guard, does he explain his entire plan? Um, like, I, <laughs> I remember when I first watched this movie, I just rewound to when he talks to her at the book signing, and then I was like, oh, yes, that is his motivation. Now I know. And then I returned back. I oh, ju- yeah, I, I just, just remembered remember that. I just remember that. Yeah, that. I remember him being like, oh, he's the like, motto he's like, oh, of humanity, humanity is, let's go shopping. 
Because, like, it's too overpopulated. There's, like, climate change and, like, people fighting wars for resources. And so we just need to, like, cut the population. Yeah, I remember that guy Uh, and thinking, what is this guy on about? Because he's just saying, like, weird shit. It's so forgettable. But, I mean, what I asked for in the movie was there. I just forgot about it. But it's so brief. (laughs) I think they could have done. forgot about it. They could have done something when he shows up at the end where he uh, he explains his motivation again. But yeah, it would it would be like the TSA guard is like, "Why do you have this?" and he's like, "I I want to kill humanity." <laughs> oh, carry yeah. on, sir. I, I completely forgot about the thing is then again. There's also the balances. You you can't make him too prominent. Other otherwise, it won't be that crazy. Yeah, it won't be a surprise. Yeah, I guess. But also. I guess that's more of a flaw in my memory because they do they he does I completely forgot that he comes up at the beginning and says oh doesn't you know wouldn't you agree about humanity sucking or something like mm-hmm. that? But also he's constantly present with the old guy, so he could have very easy because people are mm-hmm. telling Christopher Plummer like oh dude your son is planning to end humanity and he's like what my son is planning to end humanity by like, and then releasing pans over viruses? to the red haired guy and he's like ooh, yeah literally humanity. a red haired thing. <laughs> God damn it. I'll just see myself out. Uh, yes, you will. Good. I think I think if I had better memory, I would have appreciated that more. Yeah, but or if I was more perceptive. I I noticed that he came up a couple times. I don't know if that gave him a motive, but like, look, when it's him at the end, I did not expect it to be him. Even though like he kept mm-hmm. coming up, I was just like, who's this guy? Why is he constantly there? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I I will say, Ari, in your description you said that the ending was surprising mm-hmm. what do you mean by that that specifically the plot twist with 12 monkeys literally had nothing to do with it okay it was all yeah mm-hmm. like the ending with like his dream that he always has mm-hmm. for some reason just so happens to be the most the climax of the movie i'm like yeah i know this is gonna come back yeah i know these characters are gonna be important did you know it would be him that dies and he watches himself die. I did not die. know that. If I thought <laughs> with about the it a wig little bit more, I would be surprised. Yeah, he looked he looked funny with the wig. I and think it's amazing because it's like he looked it, really funny. It's like it's like it's it's a great plot twist because it's like oh well that that can't be Bruce Willis because Bruce Willis is bald. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the second that he was at the store buying a Hawaiian shirt, though, I'm like, okay, it's he, it's him then. Mm-hmm. But like they. Like, they need to set it up. It can't be more subtle than that. So, like, the point where you figure no, it out. No, as like, he's okay. running, he puts on his Hawaiian <laughs> he, shirt and he, a he wig. He runs through a clothing store and comes out the other side wearing all the stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> the thing is, also, Brad Pitt grew really long hair, didn't he, between the six years? Uh-huh. That is yeah. true. Yeah, he has, like, so a like ponytail that's... at the little mm-hmm. tuxedo dinner. Mm-hmm. Because there is there is a there is an early, early dream sequence when he thinks it's Brad Pitt. Who's yeah. Running. Yeah. Which makes sense, because he thinks he, that it's Brad Pitt. Yeah, exactly. The doesn't. fact that he can have dreams that change based off his, like, idea means that this movie could be a little bit in his head, okay? Yeah. And, like, the thing about it being, Talk like... Talk through the bullet and the phone call <laughs> and the photo and the well are all figured out. If you want more evidence as to how it could possibly be, like, a non... Like, a non-set-in-stone uh, narrative is because the guy that wrote it is also the guy that wrote Blade Runner, which is another movie that is... Oh, is he? Is he not, you know? Is he a unicorn? I don't know. Uh... I'm just saying, in this movie, maybe Bruce Willis is a unicorn, and Uh maybe he's not a unicorn. So, 
I'm not saying I subscribe to that theory. I'm of the opinion this is a time travel movie. I'm just saying if you think it's not a time travel movie, maybe you're right. Who knows? Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't buy it. I, I've got a question um, and some yeah. stuff to talk about. Wait, Ari, have you seen Vertigo before? No. Okay, well, that is the movie that is in this movie. Um, and they talk about during this part, and this could just be my own bad memory of Vertigo, but um, they talk about Bruce, during while they're watching Vertigo, Bruce Willis is like, wow, yeah, like, I heard about something where it's like, you can, like, watch the same movie twice, but, like, notice things that you didn't notice before and, like, think it feels like a whole new movie, right? And <laughs> that feels like some kind of symbolism is going on there. Um I don't remember this scene when she looks at a tree trunk and is like, I was born here and I died here. Is that in Vertigo? I, yes, I think it is. Okay, because then I'm like, because when I saw tree. that, I was like, oh, wait, I'm doing the Bruce Willis thing where like, I didn't know this was in this movie. Because, no, I think, I think that the tree. How troll would that be if they just put fake scenes in <laughs> Yeah, like they just like, <laughs> they just like found some lookalike actors to make a yeah. fake scene. Because then a later scene when they're at the when they're at the ocean is real. Um, I don't know. It also feels like it would be out of order. Like chrono chronologically, they wouldn't. He she wouldn't say she died before she dies, right? Wait, like, spoilers! I'm seeing this movie. Yeah, but she doesn't actually die. Spoilers. So. What? Wait, that's also a spoiler. <laughs> but she does die. Spoilers. Wait, what? I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm just also saying. I don't know why Vertigo's in this movie because it's. I don't hey, think it's hey, about time travel. We see so. the exterior of the theater. They are having a 24-hour marathon of Hitchcock movies, and one of the ones they watch is North by Northwest. Doesn't appear in the film, just the title. I'm just saying, Pwn Cinematic Universe. It's all connected. Um, oh, actually, what wow, movies are connected? <laughs> what? Um, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Music. Yes. Yes. Wes. The Vertigo okay, theme is, that, is very that, that's good. That's your guys' okay, commentary. <laughs> the Vertigo theme when they kiss, very good stuff. I actually think that Bruce Willis, or uh, Brad Pitt's theme was kind of annoying. What's um, that? The Like, it the was repetitive. I don't, I don't know, but whenever Brad Pitt showed up, there was like this The accordion music. song? Maybe it was an accordion song. I don't Yeah, remember. I like that. It's by Astor Piazzolla. Um, and it's, it's oh I love it now thank you <laughs> no no I, I I like the theme you know it's like uh -huh. I'm not gonna sing it but uh it, I, I think it's good yes yeah, so maybe it could get a little repetitive but I like it um uh I think it sounds yeah. good I'm not saying it was bad it's just I just it was, it was used so many times you know mm -hmm. um I liked um the music that they listen to in the car yeah I liked that he listens I like to Louis Armstrong. Uh... Yeah, let's talk about my favorite part of the movie, which is when he comes back the second time and he's staring at the painting, and then these like people just like these heads show up in front of the painting <laughs> and start singing randomly. Um, this is we amazing. Heard you like that's music. Like, that's like actually my favorite part of the movie because Wait, what? like that's such a Terry this. Gilliam what? thing. When yeah. he comes back to the future the second time. He wakes up and like all the doctors are there like singing at, singing to mm -hmm. him, oh, and then they prevent the his, him his his yeah. parting. I think that part's amazing. I think it's so funny and I love it. Yeah, that that, funny. that yeah that feels like it could be straight out of Brazil. All it's uh -huh. missing is like a fisheye lens and like everyone's like two centimeters from the camera. Uh -huh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I like that part and they sing, so that is music. I uh, yeah. When I think did Brazil come out. Uh. I want to say before 85? 
Yeah, it was 85, I think. So it has nothing to do with the recent Brazil memes. I... <laughs> no, no it, has, it has nothing to do with... <laughs> <laughs> I, does that have to do with Flight Simulator? I don't know where the Brazil memes came from. The Brazil memes come from the fact that... I don't know why this even came up now. But <laughs> I don't even know the what Brazil... the Brazil memes okay. are. I will. Exp- I probably won't even put in this in the episode because it's no, so. No, you have to. The Brazil memes. There's a bunch of memes that recently came up where it's just like figures saying "Come with me to Brazil" or "You're going to Brazil." You know. Um, I don't want to go to Brazil. No. If you look under the the comment section of like concert videos, there's constantly people with like Brazilian flags and Portuguese names, saying. Like, you need to play in Brazil. Like, you have to come and I will make you come play in Brazil. Oh. I don't know why, but, like, this just became a meme somehow, right? Don't okay. ask why I even know that, but... Epic. It has nothing to do with the 1985 Terry Gilliam film <laughs> Brazil. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Hey, Thank I would say, though, this up. Brazil is a fantastic movie. Um, yes. That that song, Brazil. That's not from the song. movie. That existed I know it's before not, the movie. But like, it is, <laughs> like it is a, a good song. Do with the meme. Yeah. Yes, the song is inspired by the meme, but the meme is the inspired, meme by, is the inspired movie, by the movie. And the movie is inspired by the song. And the song is inspired by the country. You're you're at a there's a constant circle where you're perceiving and creating, and we want to get in the middle of that. Uh-huh. Um, let's talk Inception. about let's talk about <laughs> Bruce Willis. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. What do you want to talk about Bruce Willis? What is your opinions on his performance specifically, and or character? I think... In the movie. I think when he first shows up to the asylum, he's just a slobbering mess. Um, <laughs> he is drooling think, so much. Yeah, I, <laughs> yes. think, I think he is... Uh, he becomes much better the second time when he when he yeah. goes back and he's like, Oh, I love I love. Oh, I think that the second time is in the second watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He's so weird. Like... During the, the during yeah. the asylum part, like I I don't I I don't actually uh, think it's worse as like like Nick you said that you liked the second time going back better. I like the asylum part quite a bit, but it does feel uh-huh. like I'm not that saying is... it's bad. I'm just it's yeah. like what am I watching? Yeah, the asylum part is like a Brad Pitt movie. It's not a Bruce yeah. Willis movie. Bruce Willis <laughs> just like stops being the main character for half an hour. Um, but yeah, so I think Bruce Willis gets better as the movie goes on. So, at some that, angles, though. he looks like Vin Diesel, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like that. Poor soul. Not yeah. not when he puts on that. Again, he is mustache, on drugs throughout but... the entirety of like when we see him the first time. This is true. This is true. Yeah, he has to make like a great escape. Brad Pitt is so stupid because he's like, you're gonna make your great escape right after they've like given you like ketamine. Okay, like <laughs> yeah. good luck. <laughs> yeah, he could have just held on to the key for like later, <laughs> yeah. right? He could have uh-huh. like stuck it no, somewhere. But he made the he started the ri- he could have started the riot at any time. Yeah, but like also Brad Pitt constantly does that. Like we've already seen him do it twice at that point. Uh-huh. He could start a riot whenever he wants. You know. Have we started the fire? Why does he even get let out? Fire rises. He's not better. He doesn't get let out. No, he they just bring him back to the future and then. No, 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 Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Oh. How does his dad? His dad. Yeah, because he's only been there for like a week, so. He, his dad doesn't even know he's there yet. Oh, okay. Yes, I see. You're right. He does say that at some point. Like, wait until my dad hears about this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is Draco which Malfoy? Think, <laughs> which I thought was like, you know, 
just like when it's something in his head or like a like just a ploy something he'd say uh-huh. but i'm but like oh shit his dad it. actually found out and got him out <laughs> yeah and, and made him like ceo lawyer. of his company yeah this dad gets a 10 out of 10 for me um i don't know this dad this dad thinks his son is trying to betray him when it's literally his right hand man the only guy who has access to the virus yeah but also i thought brad pitt was trying to betray him so i don't blame him you so, know uh-huh. um i mean he but... was kidnapped yeah he was yeah like, he did kidnap his own father that's true uh-huh. and that's what and he's saying and he's like start... i didn't think you'd be able to do this but now i understand yeah like i feel like he was right the only reason he does think at for a moment that it was because of the virus is because he was called he had a, like and i think it was bruce willis called him like yo your son's plotting this mm-hmm. it was it was the psychiatrist woman oh, right yeah. Yeah. i think it is interesting what she brings up in her talk um <clears throat> the Cassandra effect. I don't actually know if that's what it's called, but I'm going to call it that. Um, where it's yeah, like, that's what she says. Yeah. Okay. These people, like you go back in time and you try to stop uh, the thing, but then in doing so, you actually make the thing happen. I kind of like that. And I like that. That's what this movie is kind of about. It's like Bruce Willis keeps going back in time and accidentally causing the apocalypse to happen. But isn't that, but did he at I all feel cause like... the apocalypse? Isn't that just the grandfather paradox? Kind of, but reverse. Kind of. You give birth to your grandfather. We talked oh. about this, but like it, it wouldn't have happened. I guess. We, I guess it to... actually doesn't. It actually doesn't. You think it does because when mm-hmm. he goes back and Brad Pitt is like, "Oh, you gave me this idea of the virus," but then it's mm-hmm. not even Brad Pitt. Exactly. So. It's Paul. It's part of like the red herring. Mm-hmm. But but you could maybe reality... argue that him as a child seeing himself die like becomes integral to his personality and leads him to end up being. A suitable candidate to be sent in the first place yeah but that but the thing is he in no way leads to the virus being spread yeah but he leads to himself himself getting sent back oh is that a paradox or does that maybe just work? but i'm not no maybe. i actually think that this movie doesn't have that many paradoxes other than the no yeah i don't i don't even i don't think it does i feel like the time travel to me makes sense in this more than most movies well because yeah because i like the aspect of oh i'm not trying to save the planet i'm just trying to figure it out later yeah the fact that the fact that he's not changing the past he's just bringing some like information from the past to the future because he can't travel with anything right he's already happened you can't change something already happened yeah that being said i really like the last shot of this movie when the scientist woman from the future is sitting next to the guy on the plane and he's like what do you do and she's like i'm in insurance I, I I almost forgot about that. Oh, yeah. that was a scientist woman. Like, I know her from somewhere. Yeah, she's yeah. a scientist. I think the implication, it's like an open-ended ending, but it's like, maybe she does, maybe they are able to save everyone because she goes back in time to the plane. And... Oh! That's why she's insurance, you know? She's like backup in case, in case okay. Bruce Willis okay. Oh, and that's a lie! And it makes I thought... perfect sense. And of course, she's just trying to get trying to get more information about the disease. That mm-hmm. makes sense. I thought oh, I thought her being sense. there made her complicit in it. Like she's making sure that the world ends. You know, I'm here to make sure no, that I don't, the I don't virus ends so. up no. on the plane. I'm just saying. No, I, I'm no, just I, saying. I think that I think that the information that Bruce Willis has gotten mm-hmm. has actually gotten through in the way that now they know 
who well he does yeah he calls he, he, he says it's not 12 monkeys but yeah. like i like how like it how instantaneous it is also that like people just show up immediately after he does something because Which they're like sense. oh well you just did it yeah, yeah that makes perfect yeah. sense i like that too ah, yeah yeah but in the way he she, he kind of sacrificed the scientist girl kind of sacrifices herself at the end by like shaking his hand yeah mm-hmm. well like you know she's not gonna be back allowed back in uh-huh because she's gonna have the virus, I assume. Well, no, no, she can come back and then quarantine, and then she tells them how how the virus works, and then they make a cure super fast. Maybe I don't know how quarantine? long the virus. Takes. I mean, she's gonna like, yeah. I don't know how long the virus takes. Of course, we know nothing about whether or not there will be a cure. Well, like, yeah, how this until we watch and the I, TV I, show. I do like, I do like that we Does don't it... see an aftermath. You know, we don't uh-huh. know if if mm-hmm. it ends well in the future. Or even if the virus happens at all, and it is just in Bruce Willis's head, and not even it hints like in uh, Children of Men. Yeah, or like in the ending of the the first Planet of the Apes movie when it ends with like the map and slowly filling up with people getting infected. That happens, yeah. right? I don't yeah. know. I yeah. think so. Oh, oh, the the first re re Planet of the Apes, not yeah. like the actual no, that's, first that's Planet of the Apes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, but I think I think when you know when the map starts filling go. up and everything, everybody turns into Statues of Liberty. Yeah. And yeah, they're all maniacs. Yeah. Okay. Um this 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 movie was based on a thing. It was based on a nineteen sixty two French short film called La Jete. Uh, um, it's actually the jetty, uh, uh 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 then you tell us about it, Wes, because you said <laughs> you were interested in it. I was interested. Well I haven't seen nine minutes of it as you have, Nick, but it's like it's like a slideshow-ish. It's like kind of like images Chris with uh, voiceover and sounds, and it's about, as as far as I can tell, it's about uh, people trying to tra- travel back in time to stop a nuclear apocalypse. Yes, in that one, it is a nuclear apocalypse, not a virus. Um, Does the virus in this movie have anything to do with the, the, the current virus? Uh, <laughs> yeah, when I recommend this, I like had Brazil? no idea had anything to do with the virus. I did, dude, my, the first time I saw this, I think, was like in February, so I didn't put the two and two together You either. caused the virus. Yes. <laughs> well, no, because he even says, like, oh, the virus will show up in November, and everyone will be like, what? A virus? No. And by December, they'll all be dead, you know? Like... Uh-huh. Also, that happens really quick. I don't know what the spread rate is if 5 billion people die in a month. Well, but, but the it... guy also flies to all the countries. He's like, that is I'm true. going to Rio. So when does the TV series happen in regards to this? I think the TV series is super divergent. Like, I think it starts out the same premise. I, like, read about it a little no, bit. But, it, but... like, what, does it start before the, the film? No, I think or... it starts with the, I think it's, like, the first season is, like, a retelling, but then the end of the first season is twist and it ends differently or something. I don't know. Oh. He doesn't die. The, the, the monkey dies. Uh, I don't know. The monkey Ooh. gets shot in the airport. Oh, shit. <laughs> 12 Monkeys TV series. It's the year 2043. James Cole is sent back in time to 2015. Oh, so it's different. It's like it's set in modern day. Yeah. Well, I mean, probably just because yeah. they filmed well, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't want to. Um, no, it's like in the Matrix when they're like, "It's the future, but we're going back to 1999 because that is the peak of human civilization." <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just the plot of the movie. Um, no, I think it diverges after the first season. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. 
Sure. Okay. 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 Well, seeing as season agree four, to disagree, I guess season four episode one starts with the synopsis in medieval times, a group is burned <laughs> by alive. I think it's so... pretty different. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what about it's, the it's French Army of thing Darkness? Was na- I think I cut you off? Is oh yeah, Lajete. This is oh, based yeah. off. I don't know what else. Yeah, Lajete opens um, with a still image, as the entire film is still images of an airport. <laughs> I think a jetty in the sense of the title is like an airport terminal oh maybe i don't know but it 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 opens the same way where it's like a character saying uh little did i know uh flashes in my future life i saw as a child and it's like pictures from this airport terminal of some woman and he's like i don't know i felt like i had seen her before um and then he says something like it's strange how memories are just moments you don't realize that they're memories until much later, you know? I thought that was an interesting statement. I don't know what it mm-hmm. has to do with anything, but it stood out to me. Mm. Um, but, like, it's got these interesting, like, everyone's wearing weird goggles, and it looks like the the actual poster for the Yeah, for monkeys, the, not actually the movie of Twelve He monkeys, never the wears those weird goggles in this movie, but they are the same weird looking goggles that they have in the original film. So I was thinking about that. I never thought to ask it, though. Um, yeah, why, why, why is he poster? Is, is that the reason, I guess? Maybe. I mean, it doesn't look like goggles. It looks, it looks like, like it's it just his has eye. an eye. He's a cyborg. It's the 12 monkey symbols on his oh, eye. wait, wait. He is the 12 You're right, monkey. I think. Dude, we saw, he is the 12 monkeys. It is in his head. As we see on the poster, it's on his head. So, that's just more evidence for my side of the argument. Um, <laughs> which is... Which is that it's not actually there, but it could be. Um, <laughs> um, I've got a question for you guys. What do you think 12 monkeys means? I mean, obviously clocks have 12 monkeys on them. Um, do they? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, I think, and I could be wrong because I, I was trying to count this and the scene happens quickly, but in, when they're sleeping in the beds in the psychiatric ward, there might be 12 beds, but there also, I think, are more than 12, but it would be cool if there were 12 beds in there. Uh, that would be cool. I don't think um, there are, though. I think there's more. Um, but, you know, 12 monkeys, you know, clocks. I have no idea. Well, I found an analysis on Schmoop. Um, which I didn't even know talked about movies. I thought they just did, like, Shakespeare. But the only plausible option is that the title refers to the army of 12 monkeys. Oh, hold on. It's telling me to turn off my ass lock. from the movie. But the organization turns out to not be that all all that important. Sure, we hear about the organization over and over from Cole and the Future Scientist, but its members only appear at the end. They don't even release the virus, and instead turn out to be a bunch of ineffectual environmentalists pulling a prank. Ah, but we've stumbled into the point. The title 12 Monkeys is pulling a prank on us, the viewers. (laughs) (laughs) Just like this article was, I learned nothing. Just like the well, uh, the real guy was hidden in the barn all along. Is that what the um, article says? I didn't. I it doesn't say that, but I think that's what it's trying to suggest. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, he says. Um, consider that's this not scene. analysis. That's just like whatever. Um, maybe there is no reason behind twelve and monkeys. Why they chose twelve and why they chose monkeys? I think there probably is some symbolism there because twelve hours in a half a day. Okay, 
monkeys because we're just like we're just monkeys trying to stop gorillas from taking over you know i Do you think know who this could solve this issue for us who oh. our sponsor <laughs> our sponsor this week for postpone is brought to you by rolex monke if you want your next rolex try their new edition of the monke fancy 24 karat plated gold with Platinum uh, numbers on it. Is it 24 plated? Carrot gold plating. Have you seen a watch? (laughs) I've seen a watch. I didn't hear the carrot. So the animal controlling the inside of the watch, as most Rolexes are designed, (laughs) this time is a monkey for a more smart, intuitive, and stable uh, time interpretation. Infinite monkeys playing with infinite watches will eventually produce the correct time. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so for your next Rolex, you should go to rolex.com forward slash monkey with an apostrophe over the E and no Y forward slash postpone. Thank yeah. you, Rolex, for your donations. Mm-hmm. In the last episode, when you introduced the movie we were watching, and you're just like, the movie we will be watching next time is one monkey. <laughs> Two monkey. <laughs> and you just hear Wes go, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> I did not know what he was saying. 12 <laughs> monkey. <laughs> yeah, I forgot I did that. Yep. That was a hint. Well, mm-hmm. anyway, this Schmoop article is just suggesting that the title is supposed to be indicative of the fact that, like in the movie, 12 Monkeys is just a red herring. So yeah, we, Wes I wasn't joking this. about okay, it. I understand that, okay. but why 12? Excuse me. Why <laughs> 12? And Guys, why monkeys? You know how Google has like cookies and stuff, so they like they be spying on you and looking mm-hmm. at your history to mm-hmm. autofill stuff. So I typed Damn, in why Bezos is the movie called, man. and then this is what has showed up. Why is the movie called Brazil? Probably because I just looked up Brazil. But then I have why is the movie called Peppermint? I don't even know there's a movie called Peppermint. <laughs> then I have Ratatouille, and I have Songbird, which I also have never why, heard of. Why is Part- the movie called Ratatouille? Is the dumbest <laughs> question. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, uh, if you haven't seen the movie before, uh, Even Songbird. Even seen the poster, it's like, oh, I get it. It's a rat. Like, Fargo. Why is the movie called it? Fargo? I've never seen Fargo. Why is the movie called yeah. Seven Pounds? I don't know. Why is the movie called Friday the 13th? Dude, it takes place on Friday the 13th. So the only viable thing up here is the one that says, why is the movie called Coco? Because I don't know why it's called Coco. She's, like, not the main character at all. They should have called it, like, Skeleton Boy Goes to Guitar Land. Uh, Wait, what does this have to do with anything? Because I'm trying to look at why is the movie called 12 Monkeys. Well, that's excellent. Well, I think that's for us to decide in our minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, the viewer as hey, well. That was a fun ride. I'm glad I finally had to watch this movie, Ari. Thank you. Well, you're um, so welcome. I. It's unfortunate that you and I didn't enjoy it as much as Wes, but like, I, you know, I enjoyed I, it. I liked it. You know, yeah. it was, it was I, solid. I, I'm, I'm not upset having watched that movie. I'm glad I watched yeah. it. And yeah. Yeah. I, I give this movie... Uh, eight monkeys out I just, of twelve. Hey, hey, hey! I just, I just looked up this article. Um, this, this, this forum on movies.stackexchange.com that I think is actually a very interesting post by um a great thinker by the name of 
uh, I don't know, Panther. He has like he's like an Indian guy with a mustache. Um, great, <laughs> great stuff. Um, it has eleven upvotes, so it can't be uh, the can't have anything to do with this movie. What? This guy, this this guy in his in his post on the forum says that the movie is uh, okay. I'll I'll just read this quote in verbatim. There's a scene in the film near the finale where Cole is commenting about a movie he knows he's seen before, which seems somehow different to him. He concludes the movie itself is static. It's filmed, it cannot be changed, but it nevertheless does in fact seem different because he, the viewer, has changed, which alters his perception and interpretation of the work. Based on what you've taken away from 12 Monkeys, I would suggest you view the film again at some future date and hopefully experience this phenomenon of her stand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that oh, explains I had the different title. interpretations the first and second time. Oh, but we haven't gotten to the meaning of the title, Wes. No, that is the meaning of the title. It is literally, you are supposed to watch it 12 times. And it is as if 12 different monkeys. And it calls you a monkey because you're dumb. <laughs> it's like when it Michael, the first it's like Okay, okay, fine. I found, I found a Reddit article on r slash 12 monkeys. Uh, and the title is, why were they called monkeys? Not 12 monkeys, just why were they called monkeys? Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, okay? It's like the Vsauce video where he says, like, is the future real or whatever. He's like, I have been to New Zealand, but this Michael hasn't been to New Zealand. And he shows a picture of himself from a month earlier, right? Yeah. I'm just saying, Wes today has seen 12 monkeys two times. But last episode, he had only seen it once. So really, he is a different person now that he has seen it twice. That's my TED talk. Thank you for coming. Okay, Teddy Burgess. <laughs> Teddy Burgess on Reddit says, quote, My theory, it signifies how time was driven insane by the monkey, parentheses, human, <laughs> dot, 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 evolution gone insane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess. I thought it was meant, it, it's just supposed to be <laughs> mysterious, guys. <laughs> the monkey just... became it just took so much willpower to not do a spit take. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, we are evolution gone insane, okay? Well, because like, he huh. says, when he says at the end, like, I think you're more right than you know that humanity is the next endangered species, right? Uh-huh. Um, we're the only great ape that is not endangered. Um, there are at least 12 different types of great apes. I don't know if there is exactly 12, but there might be. Can you name more than 11? I can't. So I think I think we should Wait, that means that there the would act- be less than 12 if I can't name more than 11. Uh... So look, Alpha Midorian on Reddit says it's because they jump around <laughs> like monkeys in time. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I think it's probably because when the scientist at the end looks at the guy and he shakes his hand she says there are 12 monkeys in this film if you can spot them <laughs> she uh-huh. looks directly at the camera can you find them all <laughs> i'm gonna pause right here uh, <laughs> all right good if you I see like 11 that. monkeys you did bad but if you see yeah. 12 monkeys you did good <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one ari that was a good one you're welcome thank you you're just dropping good ones everywhere. Yeah, I'm um, glad you got it. Yeah. Shout out to episode whatever when we looked in Mulholland Drive. It was only seven. I was going to say, what if that was episode 12? You Ooh. know, that would have been something, but it's not. Okay. Hey, but okay. you know what? This episode, episode 54, it's coming to an end, I think. Right. But we I believe we have some stuff up. on the Reddit. We do. 
Katen. We have news that we didn't read. We also have <laughs> questions that we were asked. They're supposed to be last time, but we didn't get to. But it is related to last time's movie yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Wes, if you want to do that, because I forgot to open up the subreddit. Sure. Uh, I mean, I forgot to as well. Oh, but wait, my amazing. You- you have to read them skills. anyway. Yeah. What? I just saw something from Lucan. Okay, we're not <laughs> looking at that yet. Um, yeah. First, I will answer... This is a film it. recommendation. we got to do that next time. Okay, 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 okay. First, I will do the question that has been asked by user JMDite, as you guys once said, but it is oh. actually JMD8. Don't ask how I knew that. Uh, it's because he's 12 JMDs. Um, mm. Of course. The question is, what character are you... In Mario's world, and what character are you in the broader Nintendo ecosystem? Oh. I am, uh... Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that one. I feel... I really embody Blue Toad. You know, with the glasses. That's me. With the glasses? Um, Yeah, Blue Toad wears glasses, right? Sometimes. I'm thinking specifically in Super Mario Galaxy, when he's always like, Oh, no. You know, that's how Toad talks, I think. Oh, I don't yes, remember. Yes. I think I'm Dr. Metal Princess Mario. Oh. Ah, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. I'm Blue Toad. I, I will stand by that. I gotta. What about you, look up Come on. <laughs> I'm looking at Mario uh, characters. What are you gonna uh, be, huh? Huh? Uh, 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 He's nothing. Gonna be okay. King K. Rule. Um, King K. Is that a Sonic character? <laughs> no, King K. Rule's a, a Mario character. Oh, see, then he I'm right, He's a Donkey yeah. Kong character. He's a Donkey Kong character. Oh, then Ooh. he's in the broader Nintendo ecosystem. Yeah. Well, so... if you're still thinking my character from the broader Nintendo ecosystem... Okay, I just looked up... Kirby, but Kirby has consumed Dr. Metal and Princess Mario. Because <laughs> I'm that's, a poser. That's funny you were going to say that, because I was also just going to say Kirby. But, yeah. I've looked up Mario characters, and, and the thing that shows up, one of the ones listed is me. Like, the me from, like, we, you know? Like, you can design your own guy? Apparently. Yeah. No, I think I would be... Wait, what did I just say for my Mario character? I just said you one didn't or something. Pick one. Oh, Ludwig, okay? I'm Ludwig, oh. the, the composer Koopaling. Um, Is he actually a composer? He's Ludwig von Koopaling. Yeah, I know his name. I'm just he's saying. He's based off of Beethoven. Yeah, he actually he makes music. All right. He, 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 he did the sick beat. Insert Ludwig beat here. Mm. Uh... And then in the broader Nintendo ecosystem, uh, 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 uh. Eskimo guy. What are they called? Yeah, Ice climbers. Fun. You are both of them. No, I'm I'm Pikachu. Oh, uh, oh, okay, okay. Zap, zap, Pika, yeah. Pika. You're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one okay. has commented on our question. We should have just read it last Very time sad. when we had. Super Mario is our topic. That that's probably why that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Good guess. Well, all anyway, right. uh, <laughs> is it? I right. think it's time for recommendations. It is time for recommendations. All right, boys, we have two recommendations because it's guest time again. Woo, it's already time. been. Woo-hoo! It's already guest been five time, episodes since time. Tom was on. If you can believe it, oh, Thomas Eastman. I actually can't so believe long. it. You can I'm not it. delusional in terms of my perception of time. Mm. Well, I am, so it feels like a long time ago. Wait, no, it feels like a recent time ago. It. Look, we're having another guest on. Um, It's Rita. Now, the viewers don't know what that means, but you'll find out next week. It's Rita. Uh, 
She likes movies. She likes one movie in particular quite a lot. And she always talks about it and she always says, watch this movie. If you've ever met her, she's probably told you to watch this movie. And that movie is the film, I don't know what year it's from, but it's a Japanese movie. It's an anime. It is the film Akira. Uh, have you heard of this, Ari? I don't think so. Even though I do it's, know Rita. It's, uh, it's a motorcycle guy. Uh, I don't know. There's a motorcycle on the poster. I've heard it's good. There is. I've heard it's good, and from her, I've heard it's great. She is insistent that we watch the 2001 English dub of this movie. So don't... Okay, good. That's the re- that's the one I've already seen. Yeah. <laughs> so... Wait, unless there's multiple English dubs. She she said 2001 English dub, and she said it's very important that it is the 2001 English dub. Why she's insisted on that one over, like, the 2003 English dub, you know, I don't know. But we'll find out, you know. Then, we also have my recommendation. Now, boys, as I said, my theme this season has been to recommend a bunch of movies that are very different from one another, right? Correct. What have I recommended so far? I've recommended an East Asian romantic film. Mm-hmm. I've recommended an animated bunny rabbit murder movie. I've recommended the worst film Ari's ever seen. <laughs> um, and now I'm going to recommend a movie, not just unlike those movies, but unlike any movie we've ever watched for the channel, for the, for the podcast before. I'm recommending a documentary. Right. Oh. Ooh. Ooh, no one's ever done that, right? I'm breaking new ground you, you here. You have okay? recommended one for Fitzcarraldo, but I never watched I, it, so it doesn't well, matter. It was optional. That was optional, Extra but it's, it's nice that you bring up Fitzcarraldo, because it is from the director of Fitzcarraldo, Werner yes. Herzog. I'm bringing him back. You get okay, to hear okay. him talk a lot in this movie, because he narrates it. It is debatably his best documentary. Yes, I think most people agree with that, and I would probably agree with that. I'm recommending the film Grizzly Man. This is a movie about a man who really likes bears, um, and something might happen to him. Um, I, think, I think I can figure out what happens to him. <laughs> yeah, he likes. Yeah, he turns into a bear. But we'll we'll see. We'll have to talk about that. So we have a okay. very have unique a question episode. For you. Yes. When you when he is given a list of his five favorite movies, he said one of his own movies was yes. on that list. Was it this one? It is this one. <laughs> okay. Yes, it was this one. Uh, that was a, that's what we call foreshadowing. Um, no, it isn't. Uh, uh, maybe <laughs> we, it is. We know well, he likes his. We knew he. It likes actually his movie. is because that's why I read that news article in particular. I didn't have to read it. But I did, because I thought it would be funny to, to oh, foreshadow. Oh, you, fo- you were foreshadowing earlier, I see. Yeah, I was, I was. But you're wrong, Wes. I do have to do some things. Like, I have to lead us out of this episode. Ooh. That's all we have time for on this episode of Postpone, the 54th such episode. If you liked it, go ahead and leave whatever the highest possible rating you can on your preferred podcast listening platform is. Um, if you want to go ahead and check out our wiki, we have one. Go to our YouTube channel. Get a YouTube. Rolex. Get get a, a Rolex with get a, a monkey in it. Um, it's very important. What, what was the uh, URL on that one, Ari? To, it was to get Rolex. Rolex.com forward slash a monkey forward slash postpone. Uh-huh. And do they have to put in like a promo code or anything? No, no, no. Or... The link will take you right there. All right, cool. you got to pay well, a lot of money. Though. Each one is handcrafted by a single monkey. Uh, of course. There's only 12 watches available, so get yours now. <laughs> it's very limited. That's why it's called 12 Monkeys. That's why the movie is called that. Um, thank you very much for listening. Go ahead and check out our Instagram, our YouTube, our Twitter if you want to. I don't know why you would. 
Um, and we'll see you next time when we watch Akira and Grizzly Man. Uh, farewell. That's it. Awesome. It's over now. Go home.